0: What's up, everybody? Welcome into a sad solo edition of SSPN. I know this one didn't have a lot of, um, what's the word? I didn't push this one out. I didn't promote this episode enough, but I had a busy day. Um, and for those of you guys who may be watching afterwards, I actually was at the Frostbank Center earlier today, so check out my Twitter, at Jude McLaren. I covered the San Marcos Rattlers playing the Georgetown Eagles. San Marcos got a dub Shout out to them, and I also got to step foot on the new City Edition court and see it in person before maybe even the Spurs got to do so, and we saw when they did step on the the new City Edition court. Uh, it unfortunately was not the best performance. The Spurs have their ninth straight loss. I'm sure a lot of you guys are wondering where Ethan's at as well. He actually was supposed to do tonight, but then had some last-minute stuff come up, and we apologize for a little bit of the hiatus over the past week, and That might come a little bit this week as well as we got Thanksgiving coming up, Um, but we're going to keep the content pushing out to you guys as soon as we're able to. We just had some life stuff come up. Um, So stay tuned to our Twitter, stay tuned to the YouTube, and we'll start putting out these post games as much as we can. Um, And it's actually Ethan's birthday tomorrow, so so y'all give him some shout-outs. He was saying, do this one for me. So I'm here for you despite a 25-point loss against the Clippers. To be honest, y'all, I don't really... I don't really have too much to take away. Shout out to film room in here. I appreciate the love. I appreciate it. Um, You know, to be honest, I I didn't didn't really watch the second half that closely after the first five minutes. I, I know they came back, fought back a little bit at the end of the third, but what ensued at the beginning of the third quarter, you know, continued the entire fourth quarter. Once again, the bane of the Spurs continues to be the third quarter. Um, you know, when those other teams that are more experienced than them that have better players than them to be bluntly, uh, come out and make adjustments, we, we just kind of get cooked. (laughs) I wish, I wish I had some more positive news for you guys, but unfortunately that's just kind of been the story of the season. I'm not sure exactly, uh, what the statistics are on that. But regardless of the statistics, if you've been watching the Spurs this year, game by game, you've seen the drop-off coming out of the second half. We've had some games that are a little bit better than others, but overall, that has been really tough for the silver and black this season. I'll get into a little bit of the box score here, so you guys just don't have to look at me the whole time. Um, but it's not going to be pretty either. <laughs> but we, we have to talk about something, right? I'll get into to some other things, though, um, just because I'm sure a lot of people want to hear about you know just some overall thoughts with with everything else that's been going on um you know just over the past couple couple games here for San Antonio cuz cuz we've had some good things we we have had some I mean it's all been losses obviously but I'm on the clippers schedule what is happening right now at ESPN let's go down here this this is what we want right so basically what i'm referring to is the kings game and the grizzlies game okay so we did see some good things in those um But at the end of the day, we still had the same issues. You know, obviously showed a lot more fight in that Kings game than we did tonight. Um, And then in that Grizzlies game, we just unfortunately saw another second half and specifically a fourth quarter uh, collapse. And that's just, you know, I I think what I've really realized over these past couple, um, I guess, games since since Ethan and I have been out, what I would say is. That I've kind of recalibrated my expectations. I know we said we're gonna wait <laughs> for a long time. We're gonna wait until Christmas until we have anything definitive. Um, and you know, there there's still almost 70 games left in the season, so maybe this team could flip the switch and you know, around like January, and maybe contend for that plan. But I just really don't think that that's gonna happen, um, especially with how we're continuing to use our injuries if that makes sense like I don't maybe maybe Devin really can't go and I'm sure that it you know they're following their protocol but if this was a championship team there might be a chance that that he would be playing maybe he wouldn't you know maybe the Spurs will always be that way but regardless of that if we're gonna keep guys out for little nagging injuries I mean that's just gonna completely in my opinion that's gonna completely decimate our chances because the only way that it feels like we have a chance other than, like I said, you know, you had the Grizzlies game. You've had a couple other examples here and there where we've had guys out, but still only those three wins. I'm pretty sure that Devin, Keldon, and Wembenyama um, have have been, you know, close to 20 points um, in all of those games. And I'm losing my train of thought here a little bit. Sorry, I had some notifications. Um, but the point that I'm getting to here is when you take somebody out of our lineup, right? Like, you had all those three guys in all those all those games. That's what I was saying. It, there's just, like, a whole laundry list, grocery list of problems that arise. Um, you know, <laughs> I, I don't want to crap on the guys too much, but we've had our guys champagne starting recently, and we, we've kind of seen how that's gone. Um, you know, when we don't have those guys, we just don't have the talent to compete against a lot of teams in the league. Um, and that's kind of just where I'm at at this point. I'm not really, you know, making any like, oh, we need to trade this person because of this or that. Um, you know, the Spurs front office will end up making the moves that that they feel right, and and I kind of trust them on that. And they might just be long building this thing. This may just be another play for uh for for draft odds, and we have two of those picks. That's the other thing that we do need to remember because their plan could just be ride this season out, however it goes, you know, and then get two more pieces to to put next to Wembenyama. I know we, we've signed Kelden to that extension. We've signed Devin to that extension as well. Um, but, you know, you never know what moves could potentially be made down the line, especially when you have as much draft capital uh, as the Spurs have, have stocked up. But let's get to the box score. I pulled this up. Y'all been looking at that the whole time. Um, okay. Oh, so we got a little bit lucky in the first quarter in the sense that uh, Victor accidentally injured uh, Paul George, which kept him out of that first quarter for a couple minutes there. He poked him in the eye a little bit. Um, and I think that was a little bit of why we were able to keep it close. Um, I mean, the second quarter was basically the same thing, um, but still, it, it never really felt close. Like when I look at this box score, as much as the third quarter is actually the closest quarter that almost felt more sloppy than, than the the first or the second. And maybe that's just me being wrong with my eye test, but at least with the way that we started the third quarter, it was just like, okay, this is not going to go well. It just felt like, okay, this is going to be a blowout. And that's what ended up happening despite us having that little push at the end. Um, And then we see in the third quarter, that's, that's been another theme or excuse me, the fourth quarter, that's been another theme all year. You know, we're beaten by double digits Um, (laughs) Our man July twenty sixth. Team so bad. Ethan doesn't want to even show up anymore. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. But he actually he had an early birthday dinner that he found out about at like four o'clock t- today. Um, so he was actually he was originally because there was a chance that I might be at this game. Um, way back in the day, uh, I say way back in the day, like a couple weeks ago, I thought that. Um, and originally he was just supposed to come on here solo, but you know. Like I said, the 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 life happens, and with this Spurs team, <laughs> I guess it can get replaced a little easily. No, if Ethan Ethan was following the score under the table, he texted me that, so he would be here if he could. Um, I'm not really gonna go into the Clippers. I'm not trying to be silent with y'all, but I just don't really know what I'm what I'm gonna break down here because. I, okay, let me talk about Shetty. That's something that I think is actually of merit. So Shetty Osman, 7 for 10, 2 for 4, 5 rebounds, and assist tonight, 4 fouls, whatever, 17 points. He was a big reason we were in the game and we were hanging around for as long as we did, especially in that first half. Like There was a chance for it to get ugly in the first half as well. He had some clutch threes. He was efficient. I felt like there were a couple tough lays where he got hit where you could have maybe called the foul. Um, that was another thing tonight. Refs are not the reason we lost. But when you're playing NBA royalty and you're biting on every ball fake, you're going to give them free throws. And we saw that. Um, and and what was the free throw differential? As we can see here, 22 to 25, or 22 of 25, 25 free throws to our 14. Um, <laughs> just exactly the point I was talking about. And that's something that, that's that been a um, a defensive minus if you will all season is how much we've been we've been jumping on those ball fakes you know Sean Elliott's talked about it a lot on the broadcast with Wembenyama specifically but honestly our entire team does that um and once again I'm sorry to pause y'all I'm just trying to figure out what I want to like how how I even like make sense of this because that didn't really I didn't as much as we were 22 and 60 last year I didn't see us jumping on every ball fake. Maybe I'm just forgetting that y'all can y'all can address that in the comments. If, if you remember that. Um, But yeah, this year it really seems like we are biting on every ball fake and I appreciate, Hey, the real ones that are in here, Adrian Hanover, I see y'all y'all are y'all are real ones coming out and hanging out with me tonight. I really appreciate it. Um, (laughs) Hey, it is kind of crazy that that Primo's playing. <laughs> I see y'all are talking about him and I know there's all the stuff. I'm not trying to make a, a big joke about it or whatever, but like it is it is just uh it is interesting because maybe he was supposed to be that missing link in this roster. <laughs> Cuz like when we drafted Sohan, we did have Primo, you know, we forget about that. Maybe Primo's the missing link. That's the issue. We cut him. That's, that's where we're at. Uh, This is a good question from you, Adrian. Do you feel like we were getting worse? That is a really, that's a really nuanced, like tough question to answer because on the surface, it looks worse. (laughs) Like we've had nine nine straight losses, right? Um, We've had some of these blowouts, but I guess what you could say for this one is this time it wasn't by 40. So there's some improvement there, but also the flip side of that is the Clippers have been one and six since they got hardened. So is this a better Clippers team? That's a whole nother conversation. We barely got to see, you know, the, the little bit of the Clippers that we did at the beginning of the season. Um, but Hanover, I agree with you as well. Team defense has been hard to watch. And, and I think that's why Adrian asked that question. You know, that ties into that as well. I mean, obviously we've had our offensive struggles as well, um, but it just, Sometimes, man, it just, I was talking with one of my friends about this. I told y'all I I wasn't really, I didn't really pay attention, just in all honesty. That, like, I I watched, but I wasn't, like, locked into the game, kind of after midway through the third quarter, Um, right around kind of when we did start making a little bit of a run back. Like I said, I was still paying attention, but it just seems like some guys, or not some guys, sometimes, we just, like, we just get beat mentally. And, and and this is something me and Ethan have talked about before, and Pops talked about this being mentally tough. But it just seems like sometimes we just get so frustrated. Like tonight, we're playing James Harden, Paul George, and Kawhi Leonard. As much as they've had their struggles, like we don't have any guys that are like that right now, you know. And offensively, I mean specifically, and obviously PG and Kawhi are great defensively, but just for the team defense question, um, like it just feels like. When those guys make tough shots, right? They're making all-star level shots. They're out there doing Kawhi, Paul George, and James Harden things. We just get mentally beat, and and our effort decreases. We don't get as back as hard on defense. We don't try as hard on defense because we're just like we're just these guys are going to beat us every time. And then when we do try, we we bite on a ball fake and we foul them. And so it's just a it just feels like we get mentally beat down. Um, and of course that affects our, our on-court play. Um, and this is, I mean, this is a great point. Hanover. over too many lapses where crafty teams, uh, take advantage. Um, yeah, I'm going to get this box score off cause <laughs> I don't really think there's too much else that we need to talk about there. Um, Mordecai says, and thank you Mordecai for being in here. Thank you for your support of the channel as well. These games aren't even being, comp- aren't even competitive. Wemby was atrocious. Um, yeah, it's it's tough to watch right now, like I said. I don't know if I would call him atrocious, but I get your sentiment. I, I really do. It's not fun to watch, that's for sure. Um, you know, the box score doesn't really tell the whole story. We definitely didn't emphasize him getting the ball, um, which is rough to watch. And sometimes, too, like in transition, there was one specific plan transition where Jeremy dishes it to him, and he's got Terrence Mann in front of him, okay? And look. Victor Wimbanyama knows way more about basketball than I do. He'll be, he's, he, <laughs> I, I feel bad criticizing him on this because I'm me, you know what I mean? But bro, you don't need to take a pull-up mid-range jumper in transition, dog. When, when you got those guys in front of you, go, like, attack them. You had the little up and under early in the game on Paul George. Terrence, man, is babies at the rim. Like, Maybe you're not strong, like as strong as you're going to be, but when you have that dude in transition, do not settle for pull up, in motion, mid range jumpers. You know? Um, but like our man Hanover says before history is written, Bobby Orr, the it's played. Tinelli, before it's frozen in time. <laughs> It's fought one shift at a time before it's etched in silver. It's carved in ice. What happens next? Will last forever. The Stanley cup final on ABC and ESPN plus begins Saturday. I'm in for the journey and I'm in for it too. And that's the thing that as much as this is frustrating to watch, that's why I was saying I reset my expectations. Um, because it's, just, I don't think we're going to, as of right now, I'm going to be real with y'all. I don't think we're getting anywhere close to the play um, You know, like I said, you never know when that switch could be flipped or something, but I'm not going to bet on that with what I'm seeing right now. There's just so much that we have to learn. There's so much discombobulation. Um, and like I said, it, it, on top of us getting beat in the game, X's and O's wise, and sometimes physically as well, When we start to get mentally beat down, then it's just wraps. And that's why I didn't really like, like I said, I watched, but I wasn't really locked in for the rest of the game because I knew, I hate to say it, but I knew even when I saw they made that little run to give us a sliver of hope going into the fourth, like, or at least at the end of the third quarter there for a second, I I never really had it, you know? So I just felt like in the fourth quarter, what was going to happen is what happened. Is what happened in the Grizzlies game is what's happened in all the other fourth quarters. You know, this year, other than I guess the three games that we've won. Um, and <laughs> hey, Mordecai, you're right that the journey is hard to watch. But you know, we've been spoiled. Uh, we've been spoiled our entire lives, most of us. You know, at least for the even if it's not our entire lives, we've been spoiled for a long time as first fans. So you know, we're we're probably going to have to go through this. Um, hopefully it's not too long. Here's some other context I'll give you guys. The Thunder, prior to this last season where they were in the plan, so this would have been, because last year was 2022-23, so th- this would have been 2022-2021 Oklahoma City Thunder. A little bit different of a team. You know, Some guys got drafted, et cetera, but still, for the most part, kind of on this rebuilding track with Sam Presti. They went 24-58. and Um, and I don't even, and I don't know if they were the worst defense in the league, you know, from the season before that. And Ethan made that comment in an earlier live this season where he said, you know, it was probably a little bit too much to expect a team that was last in the league defensively, um, to make, to make a jump. Now, obviously with all of the Victor Wembenyama hype and, and his potential and everything, like you i don't think it was crazy to think that that jump could happen because we've never seen a player like victor with his skill set but if you take all of that out and you don't succumb to the Wemby hype it was probably a little bit crazy to think that we were going to have a big jump there um but at the same time i see some other guys in here courtney i appreciate you being in here as well he says i'm extremely furious ragnar uh Lothbrock says top ten draft pick. um july twenty six says feel like we'll win thirty games max. yeah, yeah, it it feels around that range. What I would maybe challenge this team to do is to get to thirty two as much as that's not <laughs> not you know, a great season. but if they could get to thirty and thirty two like get ten more wins than last year uh, with how things are looking right now, that would be a positive. Now am I saying I'm confident in that? Not necessarily. I'm just saying that would be a good thing and something you could challenge him. Uh, Let's see what Courtney has to say here. Tough being a Spurs fan. When we drafted Wemby, I had high hopes that we were going to improve. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and that's why it's tough right now. Um, and it's it's also tough. Like going back to Adrian's question, we were asking: Are you getting? Are we getting worse? It's tough because you've seen stretches in some of these games where we've like been able to build t- double digit leads, and it's like, wow, if we play like this all the time, like we might really be able to just you know run teams. But that hasn't been consistent. One, like I don't I don't think that that would happen over a forty eight minute pace, even if we were playing our best, just because. We're not there yet, talent-wise, you know, to compete with these other teams. Um, But at the same time, you're also seeing everything else that we're seeing. And that's why it's, what I was saying is that it's tough because, like, you see some good things in the midst of all of these losses. But at the end of the day, you're having the same fourth quarter collapses and, and the same turnovers and the same you know, miscommunications on defense and and offense sometimes as well. Um, Another thing I haven't mentioned in today's live that is a one positive, I do feel like Jeremy's handle has gotten better throughout the season. Now, I'm not saying that he's, (laughs) you know, uh, 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 Chris Paul, you know, as a point guard. That's not what I'm saying whatsoever. But I will say I've seen some improvement there. Um, Going back to the comments a little bit. Courtney says the big three and twin ter- ter- towers era spoiled me. Yup. Let's see what our man shaft 9,000 says. At least it gets better from here on out. KJ and co just had a funky night. Yeah, we will, we will see. We will, we will see what happens. Um, you know, I like that he had 20 in the last two games, but the 20 tonight doesn't really, it, that just kind of feels like last year. Um, unfortunately, <sighs> this is another one. Even if Vassell was healthy, I don't think it would make a difference. Yeah. I think maybe the game would be a little bit closer, but I mean, we've seen that in some in some other games that he has played during this nine-game losing streak when we've had anybody. And granted, we did have, you know, some of those would be the closer games. Um, if I go back and look at our schedule here. Let me see. Like the Miami game. Um, that was a close one. Minnesota as well. But... You know, kind of. Since then, what have we seen? You know, <laughs> the Oklahoma City game was really rough, and and, and they're playing good, but I, I think that was kind of another reminder of like where we're at. <sighs> let's see what let's see what Adrian says. If you rewatch the game, Wemby did a great defensive game. Did have a great defensive game. It's just that the Clippers didn't dare to make a shot attempt around Wemby. It was rare, and didn't he have in one of the more, most previous games he had like eight blocks? I missed that. I did not get to watch the Grizzlies, um, or the Kings game live, um, because I was at a different basketball game on the Friday against the Kings. And then unfortunately the Spurs played at the same time as my beloved LSU Tigers. So I was watching that. That won't happen again, you know, after the football season's over, um, But yeah, Victor had eight blocks against the Grizzlies (laughs) and we still lost. Oh my gosh. Like there's, there's potential. There's obviously potential everywhere, but with the way that they came out at media day and obviously there's a lot more nuance to this because I'm sure for them, it really was a different standard. But at the same time, with the way that they came out at media day and how the first 14 games of the season is gone, it's, it's definitely disappointing like for sure and I'm I'm real like an optimist guy like there's probably some things that I disagree with with people you know and not even necessarily saying that they're wrong but like I'm not really for trading anybody right now I'm not trying to make like any too you know too big like you know takeaways from right now like I'll probably try to like midway through you know a little bit further into the season I'll try to really like take in some things and and we'll see how you know if the scheme gets implemented that's another thing i know they said they're going to scheme him up later in the season we're not really running anything that's another issue that continues to persist you know at least at least in regards to victor with sometimes how he's just out there in no man's land. uh it feels like but with that being said this this stretch has been has been really disappointing um I would say it's just, it's just been tough to watch. Like you guys are echoing here in the comments. Let's see what July has to say. Let's not forget Wemby's still learning the NBA rules and differences, such as the court being bigger in the NBA and the three point line being back a few feet further. Um, that's probably why pop is allowing errors, bad three point shots. Yeah. That's interesting that he is allowing those. and And that definitely ties into the, just letting him play thing. Um, and that's very true. Like I'm not out on Victor Wembanyama. <laughs> I hope that's not what y'all have taken away from this uh, whatsoever. I'm not out on a lot of guys on the team. I think what I would say that I am out on is my prediction at the beginning of the season. Um, yeah, <laughs> and I know I said that would be a little bit later. I wanted to wait, but but the more that I've seen, uh, you know, like I like I said earlier with the dep- the defensive point, in that you know we're the last we're the worst defensive team in the league last year. We got even younger. Um, And then on top of that, I think there is a little bit, you know, there's more frustration because of higher expectations, which just goes back into the mental toughness thing and how, if we're getting mentally, if we're beating ourselves up mentally, or we're just beat mentally by the other team, that that adds to the list of problems that we already have, you know? And then on top of that, when you don't have a cell playing, like, and, and I agree, I don't think that would have changed the outcome of tonight's game. But when you don't have him playing as well, I mean, it's just, like I said, it's like a laundry list of things. And, you know, I, I I hate to say it, but all of the, all of the red flags, you know, for, for this team, if you will, like when it comes to youth, you know, and experience and stuff like that, they're really, they're just exposing themselves right now they're they're really showing themselves to the fan base who watch this is another good point here from adrian that ties into everything speaking of spoiled we also we also always had veterans and and think about who's been the most consistent guy this year it's been shetty you know the one veteran really who gets consistent pt i know doug gets in there but shetty gets it more consistently um Courtney says, rumor has it that Zach Levine wants to be traded to the Spurs. We do need a true point guard. Um, I completely agree on both fronts. Um, And he doesn't just want to be traded to the Spurs. That was some reporting by Jake Fisher on a Yahoo Sports article. Um, And there's obviously a lot of other contenders that he wants to go to, but he did say that he would, you know, I'm assuming that the Spurs are kind of behind that, or maybe if the Spurs just were to offer the best deal. No, I don't know if they're going to do that. I would err on the side of them not going after Zach Levine. Not saying I'm necessarily... Like if if we traded for Zach Levine, I would not be mad. Um, but I'm also not like, if we don't trade for him, I'm not outraged either. Um, but it was very... I think what I took away more from this news was that it was a star player that because of Victor in San Antonio... He's now interested in that. And also he had a history with pop um, because of the Olympic team as well. So what I would say there is we just, because of Victor, we have more of a chance at stars, which is a good thing. (laughs) Adrian said that that it was hilarious that the Grizzlies tested Wemby. I'm sure that was hilarious for third, for three quarters, Adrian. And then they came back in the fourth. And if I would have watched that one, I would have been really sad because I would have been like clowning them you know, like verbally, not on screen, but like while I was watching the game and then I would have just saw our collapse ensue in the fourth quarter and I would have just cried. Anyways. (laughs) Victor's in here. Shout out to Victor, always in here. (laughs) I honestly want, want, if we make a trade for a PG, I would love for us to go after Alex Caruso. See, now this is something I think might be a little bit more realistic. Um, And... Believe it or not, Victor. I know our man Ethan is not here, but this is somebody that he texted me that he would really that he would be willing to trade for as well. And you know, me and Ethan, we try to be conservative, build out these guys. Let's let the process go. But but he texted me about that one too, and I would not be opposed to that whatsoever. I don't think we would have to give up much, um, unless there's some other team out there that just really wants him. that's contending, um, but I think we'd probably be able to have the best offer and not only would he be able to be a point guard for us but defensively he would be huge for us like he is really especially this season if you go watch some of his possessions and stuff i mean he's he would be an upgrade for us defensively at the point guard spot that is that is absolutely for sure now i'm not sure how that would affect the lineups if we were to bring him in um but i'm sure there would be they they would figure out a way maybe it would just be as simple as Put him in the starting lineup and then move Jeremy to the backup four. Um, and then you can move Shetty to the backup three, and then you've got Trey, Malachi, Shetty, Jeremy, and and Bassie. And then you could have the starters just as they are now, but put Caruso in. Um now that's very down, far down the line, and the Spurs may not even consider that. They may not make any moves, but if that happened, I could see that. I could see that for sure um adrian says it feels like the opponent's game plan is to get switches and shoot away from Wemby. yeah for sure and dude in our rotations like (laughs) they're not you know they're not that great they're still we you know we, we we get lost we end up just looking at each other and there's some dude wide open for a back door or something you know or in the corner for three um yeah it's, it's tough. So here's here's kind of the final sentiment. And I appreciate all you guys in the comments here. I'm going to wrap this one up in just a second. Good 30 minutes with you guys. Thanks for hanging out. Go Spurs go, as always. This was something I tweeted on the at SSPN on YT account on Twitter in the first quarter of this game. It feels like any mistake we make defensively, the Clipper stars were going to take advantage. And, I mean, look, let's just go to the Spurs schedule. Let's go to the Spurs schedule. Let's look at the teams that they're... Okay, so they play the Clippers next, so that's going to be a problem again, right? And then we've got Golden State. Now, we actually played kind of a... Well, I don't want to take the preseason as... We played them well in the preseason and beat them. This is the regular season. It's very different, and they're desperate for a win. So... (laughs) Regardless, they have Steph Curry and Clay. They're going to make us pay on Friday night. Uh, And then we've got Denver... Jokic and Murray, they'll make us pay. Then we've got Atlanta. We got our guy DeJounte and and Trey. They're going to make us pay. Then we've got New Orleans, Zion, Brandon Ingram, CJ McCollum. Y'all get the point. I could continue to go on here, but I feel like that is going to be a theme for us. (laughs) in most games this season. Like if we're playing a team that has anything close to two all-star level guards, if we make a mistake, they're probably going to hit a shot on us or they're going to create an open look for a role player, Norman Powell, tonight and they're going to convert um, because the shot's so open. Now, I guess my last disclaimer would be, and I'm going I'm to look at these last comments here just before I leave. I see a lot of y'all in here. Thank y'all so much for being in here, guys. Um, I'm not out on, you know, I'm not saying all of these players are trash. I'm not out on, you know, the future core of this team or anything. Like, I'm not like, oh, we need to trade Jeremy, Malachi, Devin Keldon right now. Like, that's not what I'm saying. Um, But this is tough. And with the expectations that I feel like were set in the preseason, um, this was definitely... This is, it's been below that standard. Like the precedent they set, the play over these last nine games, these tough, tough last nine games, um, it it hasn't been met. And it's been tough. It's been tough to watch. This is the last comment that I will have here. Our man Adrian, how about that Calden Euro on PG? That was the only good thing tonight uh, that I can look back on. Also, Bassi had some good blocks on Zubak. That was nice to see. you know, in the first half, and and just you know, Zubak's a big body, so it was good to see Bassie match up with him. But with all that being said, guys, I think I'm going to wrap this one up. I appreciate you guys hanging out with me. Like I said, things are tough. Y'all, y'all got if y'all been listening this whole time, y'all, y'all, y'all felt the vibe from your boy. Um, at least, you know, I got to see one team win today in the Frost Bank Center. At least I got to go step foot on this beautiful city edition court uh, earlier today. We appreciate you guys. We'll catch you all in the next one. Don't forget to hit that like button and that subscribe button below if you appreciate and like the content. And if you want to stay updated with everything SSPN, our kind of crazy schedule right now and Thanksgiving holiday time and just life stuff, follow us on Twitter at SSPN on YT, at Jude McLaren, and at Ethan underscore Quintero. We'll see you guys later. Go Spurs, go.